Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that chasing health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Chris and I are back for another episode. What's up, Chris? What's going on, everyone? Got a really exciting episode today. I'm actually really, um, this is something that it's so funny, guys, like full transparency. Like we kind of came into this episode, like wanting to talk about a little bit something differently, but we did a like one of our best trainings in the group last week. Um, it kind of like just like lit a fire underneath of us that we've been really passionate about talking about. In fact, I just made a post about it today. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, go back to this post on Wednesday in the group or on my uh, public Facebook page. And um, I share the post there, but you'll kind of see what direction we're taking all this in. But we're mostly talking about why the past dieting attempts you've tried in the past have not worked. And that missing link to the sustainability that we connect with our clients throughout this process. Um, and and it's not just our and 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 I, I know a lot of times like we will hype up our program and don't get me wrong best program out there. But (laughs) I will say that this is the missing piece that a lot of um, coaching in general covers. And you're right. Like, I think it's just important to realize, like, this is the missing piece for a lot of people is they are not addressing this one thing. So we'll dive into that in just a moment. Um, But Chris, with looking at like some of the past things that people may have been trying, or maybe things are doing right now, why, like, they're working, right? Because people are losing weight. But why aren't they working, actually? Right. And once again, I want to reiterate that we're not out there trying to bash everything, as I have a built a reputation of, apparently. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of just it comes back to down to sustainability. And once again, they all focus on the same exact thing. It's fat loss, like that they all put you into a calorie deficit one way or another, whether you're doing, you know, bars and shakes or that equivalent to a thousand calories, or you cut your cat, your macros, which you're cutting a third of your calories out, or you're fasting in a six hour eating window, you're cutting two meals out. So it puts you into a calorie deficit. All of them do the same thing. I think what it boils down to is like, what does that align with the lifestyle that you live? Like, can you do that? There's some people that just like, oh, well, I don't eat breakfast anyways. Like, okay. Like, are you also eating 2,500, 3,000 calories in your eating window? Because like that needs to be addressed. And mm-hmm. I think so it always comes back to like, one, is it, it what's fitting for your lifestyle? And what's what's the goal here? And in my opinion, and I, I, we tell, I tell a lot of my clients that, that no matter what you do, if you lose 30, 50, 70 pounds, if we don't establish a healthy relationship with food, nothing is going to be sustainable. It's just not. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really don't like the idea of fasting, cutting uh, macronutrients out. You're eventually going to go back to that. You're like, I don't know any sane person that's just like, I'm never going to eat a carb again. Like, I don't trust you, uh, number one. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) so like, you're a little bit crazy to think that. And like, so what that does, though, is removing them, it makes us we always go back and this is kind of where the identity, you know, shift came in with like, 
we always go back to that person that we were, right? So it's like we we need to establish something that we can do forever. But in, yeah. and that's just what it comes down to. Yeah, all, all these other things in the past, you know, guys, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, we've all done like I've I've done like the Atkins diet. Um, I've done like the low f- um, fat diet. I've done like um, South Beach diet. I've done Nutrisystem. Like I've tried all these things. And don't get me wrong. I lost 30, 40 pounds on these things like and felt phenomenal. But they were never sustainable because all of these programs and diets and such don't focus on the sustainability aspect. Because here's the thing, and I'm pretty sure I've gone on this rant before a long time ago, but I'm going to go down this rabbit hole just for a second because I think it's important to kind of bring this up and highlight why these past like programs and things have not worked and why they are intentionally helping you to gain the weight back. These programs are they they draw you in by fat loss, right? Like name whatever fad diet it is or a program that you're buying. They're drawing you in with fat loss, right? And that's they know that's what you want. So then you buy into their program, you buy their shakes, their products, whatever it may be, or you, you know, join their boot camps, whatever it may be. Then you drop a ton of weight. Then they're like, all right, congratulations, John Doe. You crushed this challenge. See you later. Keep it up. And then they drop you. And then you're like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I can't do this the rest of my life. And they're like, well, we got you to where you need to be at. Like, bye. And then you pretty much go right back to doing exactly what you're doing on day one of the challenge, like starting for like brand over. Cause like you're, you've gone back to all the old habits, all the old behaviors, because that is your identity. And then after you've gained all the way back, maybe a lot more, I know I did in the past, you gain that way back. And then it's like, all right, well that worked for me last time. You know, keto worked for me last time. Intermittent fasting worked for me last time. Octavia worked for me last time. So I'm going to go back and do that again. And these companies know that. They're like, okay, like we're going to give them some amazing results. So when they gain the weight back, well, I, I, I lost it last time. So I just need to have more willpower. I just need to be stronger. I need to have better self-control this next time and actually take it seriously. And you go back and do it again. And they drop you off. Then you get it back. And you go back to them again. And they're collecting more and more money from you every single time you go through these programs with them. Um, and they're just saying like, well, you know, you need to got, you got to do better next time. You got to do better next time. Like, let's really focus on just, you got to be harder. You got to grind more. Like, and that's all they focus on, but they don't focus on like, are you actually changing things at a deeper level and changing your identity to who you want to become? And so you can maintain these habits long-term. And, and what it does too, is like, you start to distinguish those foods that cause the weight gain like as bad yeah like those are bad foods right and like and then it's the ones that um you start labeling like oh the ones that like help me with my weight loss goals those are the good foods Mm -hmm. and like this is where the relationship with food comes into play this is where the poor relationship with food comes into play because now you're like labeling these foods as good and bad and you start punishing yourself anytime that you venture off into those bad foods, which we know we're we're always going to gravitate towards at some place or another. Ice cream, cake with your kids, like McDonald's with your kids, whatever it is, you're going to have some capacity eat some of those foods. But now mm-hmm. it's like you feel guilty every time you go back to them. Yep. Exactly. There's that guilt and the shame and you punish yourself because the next day after, what do you do? You're like, well, I'm going to fast for 36 hours to get this McDonald's out of me. And it's like, you know, obviously I'm being a little bit extreme here, but like maybe for some people, that's what really what they do. I talk to, but like 
And that's where like this really comes into play is like why it's like we need to develop a relationship with every kind of food that you're going to be eating, why you shouldn't be cutting macronutrients, why fasting I think is, you know, can be a bad thing, especially for people who struggle with binge eating. Yeah, for sure. It it all just goes back to guys like you have to address the root cause of why all this happened in the beginning, right? Like, why did you gain your weight? Like in the first place, I, I, I think anyone listening to this, like, ask yourself, why did you gain the weight? Like, obviously, you didn't wake up one morning and you were 50 pounds, 30 pounds overweight, right? Like, this was years and years of conditioning and just becoming a new person. Like, that is now your identity. That is who you are. And, you know, I want to pivot a little bit into the identity talk here a little bit and kind of discuss, like, why this is so ingrained into you and why it's so hard to change your identity. Now, I say it's hard, but it's very simple. Right. And and simple and easy are different. So I think it's important to realize like this process is simple. You have to just be willing to put in the work to get through this point. And again, we're not saying you have to grind through this and just, just push harder. Like that's not what we do. It's more so taking a step back and taking this a little bit slower. Again, that's another thing a lot of people struggle with is like taking this slower and they want those quick instant results. What all these other programs have conditioned them for in the past. I mean, like uh, like look at our client that we have that's, you know, uh, we have one client that's done Octavia in the past. She lost 50 pounds like super quick. And now she's making phenomenal progress. We're actually starting uh, phase two next week, which I'm so excited for. Um, and she's been making progress in phase one. And we're getting ready to start phase two. And she's just like, but I feel like I'm not making progress fast enough. She's like, I know I am. She's like, but my older self, the Octavia version of myself says you're sucking right now and you're not doing you're not doing near good enough. So we have to work through that talk. Um, yeah. But when it comes to the identity, your identity, guys, is more like a home's thermostat, right? Like, you know, I, I think, Chris, what do you have your thermostat set on? Like, what, like 65, 62, something like that? Crazy. 62. I got I to gotta pay for propane, man. 62. <laughs> so so if, if you're like Chris, you have a 62, or if you're more a little bit normal like me and have 68, 69, <laughs> uh, you, your, your body is just like a, a thermostat, right? You, what happens if your house is set on 68 and the house is 68, your heat and your AC turn off. But what happens if your kid runs out to go play with his friends and he leaves the back door wide open on a 95 degree day, temperature starts going up in the house. Then what happens? The thermostat kicks in, notices the difference. And then kicks the AC on to bring it back down to where it should be. Your identity is that thermostat. So if you're identifying as somebody who is a binge eater, if you go two weeks without binging, you're going to binge eat. If you identify as a fat person, and I'm using those terms because a lot of you probably do, right? Like I, I want to make that clear. Like I'm not just like saying people are fat or not fat, whatever. I'm using terms that people actually call themselves. And if you're somebody who identifies as that person, the moment you do something sustainable, when the scale drops, you're like, oh, oh, no, no, that's not me. That's not me. I'm a fat person. I have to go back and, and gain that weight back to hold up that old identity. You're going to find a reason to fall off the tracks. Something's always going to happen, right, Chris? Like always the excuses come up or the holidays come up, the weekends come up. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen it a lot with all your clients, right? You do it unconsciously. Like you don't even yeah. know you're really doing it. And that's the thing. Like, I know it sounds crazy. Like, you know, when Chase is even explaining it, you know, right now, like, it seems extreme. Like, oh, like, you mean to tell me that I'm going to McDonald's because I'm just a fat person, like when the scale goes down? Like, no, you're just you're just unconsciously doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think without the true identity shift, and I think it patience is the key word here. You, it does take patience. And, you know, this is like why a lot of people that come into our program, like, it, it's going to take longer than six months or three months in a lot of cases, right? Like it takes a year to build two, three years to build sustainable results because it does take that long to get that identity shift in place. You're taking, you know, maybe you've been at this and going after your weight loss goals or whatever goal that is for 20, 30 years, it's going to take time mm-hmm. and you have to be patient. Like, yep. and I, I posted this into our uh, group this, this morning about like, if your only goal is fat loss and that's the only thing like that defines your day, that defines the mood you're going to be in. Like, it's not going to be sustainable. There's going to be a lot of frustration behind it. But if you focus on like truly changing your identity, that when you go introduce yourself to someone, it's like, hey, I'm Chris. I'm a very, I'm a healthy person. I eat quality of fo- quality food instead of being like, you know, going in there and being like, I'm fat. Like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. a binge eater. This like, how are you defining yourself? And you have to change that identity for for like real change to happen. Yeah. And, and one actually, it's funny, just a little thing popped in my head, like, is a great way to attest this is how many of you all listening right now, if if you're listening to this, ask yourself, do you ever find yourself like around like another group of like, um, and we, we work primarily with women. So I'm just gonna say women. Um, if you are around a, another group of women, let's say like at the office, and one woman says, like, man, I just wish I could lose these 20 pounds. And then the next person says, Oh man, I wish I could just get this weight off my hips. And the next person says, Oh honey, I've been overweight my entire life since I've been 16 years old. Like it's almost like you're one up in each other and just ingraining and beating in that identity day after day after day, the more you talk about yourself and, and it's almost just like it's becoming normalized to be that person. This is again, where it goes back to, you have to find ways to step out of that. Like if you ever find yourself in those situations, like I've had clients come back and tell me that, that they've been in those situations. I'm like, remove yourself from it, right? Like just say, like, if you want to speak up, fantastic, even better, or just walk away. Just be like, all right, I got to go take care of X, Y, Z and just get away from it because you don't need to be surrounding yourself about that. What were you saying? I cringe when people like in comments or, you know, a conversation be like, can you help me? I'm fat or, you know, and I'm like, oh, just like, it just tears me down. I'm just like, no, like you're not like stop Mm -hmm. identifying yourself as that. Um, yeah, I agree. Like you, you need to separate yourself from that and stop identifying yourself as these things and Mm -hmm. change the wording. Like your words matter how you speak about yourself. Like when you look in the mirror, like there's probably two, 300 things that I don't even know you out there that I could come up with that are amazing about you that you do Mm -hmm. so well. Start identifying yourself as that, not as I'm overweight, like go on a walk. Like there's things that you can start like so small to I start identifying yourself as like an active person, like your next choice. You can start with the next decision that you make. It's 11.06 a.m. right now. You know, you're getting ready to eat lunch, like your next decision. You can start that identity shift. Yep. Because guys, at the end of the day, you're going to sabotage to where your identity is set. The beliefs that you have, who you think you are, what you think you deserve, you're going to always sabotage back to that. That is where you're comfortable. Your body craves comfort. Your body doesn't know when, 
because look at this guy this way guys like when when you are uncomfortable and when you're faced with change change is super scary and your body doesn't know if that change is going to kill you or keep you alive it does not know what's on the other side of that change so it's going to naturally protect you and take you right back to where it where it knows even if you are uncomfortable and unhappy it's going to take you back to that spot because it doesn't realize that on the other side of that change is good. So this is when we have to start stacking those momentum or stacking those wins and building that momentum over time that will lead us to becoming that person and showing up as that person more often and proving to our older self, hey, you know what? On the other side of that change is a whole different life that you've always wanted and you didn't yeah. even know about. And it can be scary. Yeah, oh, 100%. It, it is. Um, Man, I'm trying to think who said it. it might have been Will Smith. Um, but like he said, like the biggest blessings are on the other side of fear. And like it, w whatever you're scared about, like what this change is going to look like, like the biggest blessing is going to be on the other side of it. And I, I numerous times throughout my life, I can relate to this. Um, but it, you, without change, like you're not going to you're not going to see the like full on life that you could be living out there in, in your life. Like we all have this image of what you want to do. This is why we ask our clients, like, what do you want to do in the next five, 10, 20 years of your life? Like, let's start implementing the identity for that person right there and start right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, one thing you mentioned earlier that I think is really good. That I want to highlight is about guys, all of this is happening subconsciously. Like, you don't know, like how many times a day do you actually consciously say these things? Like you, you may, and if so, those are a little bit easier to address versus all the subconscious thinking that is happening behind the scenes. Your old, your old identity is your subconscious. And that is what we're trying to change. Right. And yeah. so it is going to take some time to work through that. But the moment that you start making some progress is the moment that your identity thermostat is going to kick in and pull you right back down to where you were at before because it's trying to protect you. You have to learn to change that narrative. Yeah. What are some instances that you've seen with your clients where you start to notice your the identity shift in them? Have you have you seen anything lately? Yeah, um, actually uh, the the post I shared today was uh, a phenomenal one and it, one of my clients um I'll call her Jane, um, just because that's what I used in the post. Um, her name is not Jane, but um, I did ask her permission if I could share this conversation we had yesterday, just because it it really is going to help a lot of people. And we've already got a lot of great feedback on it so far. And is we were talking about, you know, and Jane has come from a background of really struggling with her weight and struggling with lacking the confidence of knowing that she can sustain this for the rest of her life. And so we've had to work through a lot of that identity change. And she's she has a very social life. She loves to travel. She loves to do a lot of different things, which is phenomenal. Like I'm all for if somebody's able to be sustainable and enjoy their life and go on vacations and trips and have all these experiences, try new things. Like I'm all for it. Like, let's do it. Um, and she's one of those people. And we were talking. Um, she went on this like huge vacation this past week, had a fantastic time. Her and her husband went. Um, they had a blast. She did some of the most amazing hikes, like a hike that she like said was like the most challenging hardest thing she's ever done in her entire life. Um, and she felt so, so proud of herself. Um, she was like able to go out and have foods that she loved to eat. She was able to, you know, I remember um, 
Chris was talking to her and like challenged her to eat like half a donut one day, just like just just again proving to that older identity, like, hey, you're somebody who can eat half a donut. Like you have the power to throw that other half away. And she did that. She messaged me and she like she described, I forget what the donut was, but it was like some like delicate, delicious donut. She's like, I ate half of it. And she's like, I could have very easily eaten another half, but I did it just to prove to myself that I could. And so she did all that, had a fantastic vacation, like taking 20,000 steps on average a day, uh, had some really yummy foods, hiked a lot of gorgeous mountains, just had a blast. Um, I was slightly jealous from all the photos she was sending me, but I love it. Um, I told her to keep them coming. Um, and then, like I said, she messaged me when she like climbed that mountain. She said, I was just the ha- absolute hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm, I did it. So damn proud of myself. Um, she was sending some photos of it with me, uh, I, um, of her at the top. Um, and then she said, one thing she said while she was on the trip was I am on caps going to come home weighing less than when I left. I promised myself that. And I don't feel like I'm not enjoying myself at all. Now, of course, the red flags in my coach brain were just like going berserk in my brain. Cause like, uh, uh, no, let's, let's not like set ourselves up for that expectation. But in that moment, she'd also just like dropped a ton of amazing wins. She had just finished that really hard hike. I didn't shoot it down in that moment just because I knew like that's something we can address in a little bit when we get closer to that time. And so I celebrated the success with her. Well, she once came back when she came back, I told her on her check-in, I was like, Hey, like how about we just like wait to hold off on like two to three days this week until we weigh. Well, she ended up weighing yesterday and, and not that it's a bad idea. Like, right. Like, like that is totally your choice. But the best thing she did was she messaged me right after she did. And she said that, let me find it here. I'm, I want to give you guys the exactly what she had shared with me. She said that it was still a decent weight for her, but she was not happy with the number that she had saw. And I was like, huh? Okay. Well, why are you unhappy? She said, well, honestly, I walked and I hiked and physically exerted myself so much, kept my food in check pretty well. And, and that even with all the effort, the scale didn't show it. It's like I need or needed the scale to validate all my effort, even though deep down inside, I know the scale can't do that for me. So she's showing me like a, a good and a bad, right? Like I see like the, the good side of this is like, all right, she's actually realizing that this shouldn't I um, identify who she is. Like that's that newer version of herself that who she's becoming. But the older version of herself says I should have came back lower. And so that's something um, I, so I put a pin in that for a moment. I said, all right, well, why did you go on vacation? She said, well, to take a break, enjoy time away. I was like, all right, did you do that? She said, indeed. And then I said, all right, well, do you remember when you sent me all those messages about the hike you went on, all the walks you were doing, the amazing foods you were having? And you also felt like you didn't have to deprive yourself the entire trip. She said, that's a good reminder. I guess I was expecting a lot of myself. Maybe I was just trying to prove to myself that I could do everything I wanted and still keep my weight in check. Although a pound up is still quote unquote in check, I guess. I had fun, stayed disciplined for the most part and got what I wanted. Point taken. Now, this is a part where I like to take it a little bit deeper with my clients is like, all right, cool. Like, again, I got my point across. Amazing. I'm like, uh -uh. let's take this one step deeper because we are here for identity change. That's it, it's still too surface level. I so I capitalized on this moment and took it a step further and like let's really see where these thoughts are coming from. And so I asked her, I said, you know, if I could take a step further, if you don't mind, what how did you feel when you reached the very tippy top of that huge mountain you climbed? She said, I was so proud of myself for doing the hardest and most grueling physical challenge I'd ever undertaken. 
And I was even more proud of myself for doing it alone since it was a big head game for me too. And so I asked her, I said, all right, so in five to 10 years from now, will you remember that? Or are you going to remember the feeling? Are you going to feel remember the feeling and that vacation or the one pound spike after vacation? She's like, oh, definitely the feeling at the top. Okay. So one step further in the past, how much weight have you gained coming back from vacation? Because Chris and I see all the time, what, like three, five, eight pounds sometimes yeah. more coming back from vacation. So already in our eyes, we're like, all right, one pound is a huge win. And she said, well, you know, honestly, I didn't really care as much as I do now. And I was like, okay, interesting. Well, why do you care more now? She said, well, I care more now because it's a part of who I am. I care about my health. I care about being fit. I care about looking the best I can. And that is when we had that new identity showing up. This is who she's becoming. And so then I said, and that's incredible. That's showing me that you're making that identity shift. But one area I want to continue to work on, we've talked about living in that gray area before on this podcast. And I told her, I said, I want you to remind yourself, 90-year-old you could care less about that one pound. In fact, in one to two weeks from now, you're probably not going to even remember that one pound that you came back up. But you are going to remember that exact feeling you described to me from the vacation and your accomplishments. Be proud of that person you're becoming. That person is one that does care about their health, their future, being fit, looking her best. But I think we can both agree that your future self also wants to be, accomplish all of those things. You go on vacations, travel the world, try new foods, experience new adventures, challenges, journeys. You can have both. And that is where we're living in that gray area. You've accomplished yeah. what most can't go on a vacation and join everything coming back with just a one pound spike. Again, putting the perspective of like not two, three, five, eight pounds. And now you're doing what most people don't. You're bouncing right back in your routine. Scale does not define you, your worth or who your future self is. You've got this, grab the reins and let's take it back under control. And that is when we shifted that and we were able to get past that and learn that her newer self is somebody who can do all of those things and reach their results. Yeah. It's like when you look at those pictures in five, 10 years of from Hawaii, like you're not going to be like, yep, that was the vacation I was up upon. Like it's about the vacation, the memories, um, the accomplishments of hiking that trail, like all of that is the life that you're living. Mm -hmm. um, you know, another huge identity shift with, you know, that we've that we've seen recently, my client Amy has talked about with like she had a, her kids practice. And she was talking about how she was going to go. Um, I'll get my steps in at my kids practice. Like I'll just walk around the school or something like that. And I'm like, Amy, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And I feel comfortable saying her name because she shared this story uh, yeah. on a live before. But um, I was like, I'm so proud of you because last year, like, what would you have done? She's like, I would have sat in my car, got fast food and scrolled Facebook. And I'm like, look at you like that is the identity shift like you instantly go like that's not who you are anymore you're this person you're you're an active person who gets their steps in and hits their goals um so shout out to those two clients for you know accomplishing that it's huge uh shout out to you know you coach chase for digging deeper i think that's so important i don't think a lot enough coaches do that in my opinion um or enough people don't put the value into like digging a little bit deeper into this and really bringing these things because it is a little bit, uh, it can't be surface level. There are some deeply rooted things um, that need to be stirred up. Once again, you're changing things from 
30 years ago, some things that you've been doing for the last 30 years, the mindset you've had for 30 years, we're shifting that. It takes time. It takes patience. Yep, exactly. You, you have to, if, it's, it's so much more than calories and workouts and water and steps. Like, yeah, guys, all that matters. But if you want to do, if you want to learn about that, go to Google and type in how many calories should I eat? Now, I'm <laughs> sure you probably get a lot of crazy different numbers there, but I'm just trying to prove a point with like, none of that stuff really matters. That is what you've done in the past. That doesn't work. All these programs have continued to just put a number to you, right? Like we, we've talked about in the past, like one thing that Chris and I really talk about with all of our coaches that we continue to remind ourselves is like, we're not macro coaches. Like, I think that's something that we love. Like we, we are very firm about like, we don't just prescribe macros and say, oh, just do better. Oh, the scale's up. Oh, you're not trying hard enough. You just need to be more consistent. Like that's what a macro coach does. Someone that just like doesn't actually look at the identity side of things and the self-sabotage and the relationship with food and all of these things we're talking about right now, that is so much more on a deeper level more than what a normal like just or some like online robot will tell you right now. Yeah. Yep. I, I've seen it time and time again. Uh, macros and macros Inc, you know, places like that where it's like, well, I don't know what's going on. It's like, well, you've only hit your, your calories 78% of the time this week. Like you, you pay a coach because you struggle to be consistent. Like I could, like Chase said, like we can prescribe you your macros. We can give you all the workouts. Like, well, what are you going to do when little Johnny comes home and is, has to be, you know, is sick or you go on vacation? How do you bounce back from those, the, the, those kind of things, the mindset, the deeper level, um, you know, things that really need to be addressed. Like that's what coaching is. Um, and not to go down that route because we've done a whole podcast on coaching, but like, yeah. you know, it's the, there's, there's deeply rooted things that need to be addressed. And I, I just feel like, you know, you did a great job with, uh, Jane. Um, that was her name, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah overcoming those obstacles. So, yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and guys like the, like one last thing I want to kind of go through is like, I, I definitely leave you all who are listening, um, with some like tactical, uh, advice. So like kind of overcoming some of that identity work. Um, and you know, again, this is like, I could spend a whole nother, like probably three hours on this. So it's going to be pretty brief and like, it's probably gonna be a lot of like dots that still need to be connected, but, um, this hopefully will at least get you pointed in the right direction. And that is, you know, number one, like realizing that this is going to be a little bit scary stuff, change is uncomfortable, but you need to figure out first, like, where are you right now? And where do you want to be? Right? Like what outcomes do you have in life? Is it just to be happy? Is it just to be healthy, pain-free? Is it lose 20 pounds? Is it to lose a hundred pounds and never gain it back? Is it to never stop? Or is it to, is it to stop binge eating? right? It's important to identify what outcomes do you want out of this and get crystal clear. And then you have to ask yourself, it's not about what do I have to do to get there? Like, like, again, like that's the macro coach. That's the one like, oh, eat this amount of calories and eat this, you know, and go for five, uh, five mile walk every day and like get, do this workout. Like that's how you can, those are the actionable steps. That's again, surface level. We need to ask, who do you have to become to get those results? Who does that person have to be? How do they have to act? How do they have, what habits do they have? Their behaviors, their routines. How do they show up for themselves every single day in certain situations? How do they hold themselves at work? How do they hold themselves in social situations? Ask yourself, who do you have to become to align with that new identity? And that is where the change will come. 
Yeah. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, guys, that's, you know, kind of like that all in a nutshell in terms of identity change. If this is resonating with you, like, let us know. Like, I, I, I always love when uh, somebody shoots me a message on, you know, Instagram or Facebook and it's like, oh, I listened to this podcast. It was amazing. Or better yet, like, if, if this has been helpful, like, take a screenshot of this and, like, tag Chris and I on your stories. Like, that is, like, the biggest compliment. And, like, yeah. it just shows that, like, you actually enjoyed this show. Like, and that really means a lot to us. So help us get the word out. This needs to be heard by so many more people that that way they can start breaking free from those bad diets and programs out there and moving on to a better life. I sleep so much better when I see this tagged in someone's story. So if you could do that for me, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Chris's sleep sucks. So we need to help help him with that, guys. <laughs> Sorry, mine does too. So <laughs> help us out, guys. Um, but other than that, guys, have a great week or weekend whenever you're listening to the show. And we will talk to you guys on the next episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember... You matter.